Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us on this Wednesday. It's going to be a great show coming up today. I've got my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks, Section 17 podcast, back with us. A little more football conversation, and we'll talk about basketball at the end of today's program. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. Type out a five-star written review for us on both the Apple Podcasts and Spotify platform. The algorithms love it when you leave us those written reviews. We give five-star Friday shout-outs when you do things like that. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. Again, joining me on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. So excited to welcome back my good buddy, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks, Section 17 Podcast. And Josh, what a week it's been. It's been a lot of fun talking about this Duke football program. They're getting a little bit more uh, national press coverage with how dominant they were in that season opening win against Temple. Just think, JJ, six weeks ago, man, you're like, man, it's the summertime. Like, what what can we do to talk about on the podcast? What can we talk about? Now here we are, man. Football season is rolling. We've got basketball news. You know, you – you mentioned TJ Power and the opener and his decision. We got all these things to talk about now, man. And so uh, what a great season. And, yeah, Duke football 1-0. Mike Elko getting his first win as a Duke head football coach. Man, what a, what a great week it's been for Duke football. And I would be oh so remiss talking the life of Duke athletics. Allow me for just a moment to also give a quick plug and shout out to the Duke women's soccer team, Robbie Church, 20-plus years leading that program. And tomorrow – Thursday, September 8th, a massive matchup there in Durham on the campus of Duke University at Koskinen Stadium. It is a top five battle between Duke and North Carolina, the first ACC matchup for both squads. So shout out to a top five ranked Duke women's soccer team. All right, let's talk football and talking about Riley Leonard once again, like we got into yesterday. The numbers again, if you haven't heard them already, in Riley Leonard's debut as QB1 for the Duke football program, 24 of 30 for 328 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Unbelievable performance from the Duke quarterback. Unbelievable is is a good word. Uh, In fact, there were only three quarterbacks in Duke history uh, to have a debut um, with with better numbers. And so Sean Renfrey was the the one that most Duke fans would remember. Uh, He was the – the latest to do it, but then you had in the same season, ironically, Billy Ray um, and Ben Bennett uh, back in the day. And so uh, fourth at all time in school history uh, with, with that opening performance. And, man, he started the game uh, just laser sharp, went 15 for 15 before he had an incompletion. I mean, just, just awesome. I believe that's also tied for third most or something like that in Duke football history as far as 15 uh, – Past completions in a row. So all those things, man. What what so awesome for Riley uh to put in the work that he did to win the job and not only to win a job, but then to come out the first week and show people why he won the job. 
in football, the offense opens up so much here in the year 2022. Like that's no surprise to anybody. We see it at the top level. The NFL has turned into a passing league. You've got to have a quarterback. You've got to be able to move the football through the air. And at times over the last four years, we've had four straight different quarterbacks. I mean, and David Shoemate's open on the Blue Devil Network. He's talking about the product from Fairhope, Alabama. That unfortunately is the fourth straight quarterback to start the year for Duke because there's been no consistency there. And so in, again, a sport where you've got to be vertical, you've got to take your shots down the field, Riley Leonard did just that. Let's look at those numbers again, Josh, because you talk about big explosive plays within your offense. Jalen Calhoun had a 32-yard reception. Jordan Moore went 52 on his longest play. Samir Hagens had a 39-yard grab. We saw Eli Pankle go 19 yards on his longest completion, and Cole Finney had a 20-yard catch as well. That's five catches right there instantly that are those big explosive plays that an offense needs to really move the ball down the field. And what did Riley end up at? I believe it was like, what, 10.8 uh, per pass, right You're under exactly 11? Right. Yep. right under 11 yards per pass. And, I mean, once again, this is coming from the last couple of seasons of, like, dink and dunk and, like, I felt like like five yards at a time. Um, and so, listen, I mean, I think Riley would say this. Like, Kevin Johns had them very prepared. Um, the, the players and Coach Elko said, you know, Riley knew what he was doing. He was very well prepared to start that game out. And typically, most uh, most offenses will start out with their first – X number of plays already called. They already know what they're running. And, man, if he didn't execute that, you know, to a T. Um, and then, you know, we mentioned it yesterday, um, but I think it bears mentioning again is the the camaraderie that Riley has with Jordan, uh, Jordan Moore. And, and not just Jordan. Obviously, Jalen Calhoun, let's, let's be real. I mean, Jalen is a stud. Yeah. But they were, they were, they've spoken about how, you know, because Jordan's been in the quarterback room so much as well, He's like, you know, now I'm not just watching those routes happen from the quarterback position. I'm participating in those routes. And he's like, I'm getting a different perspective on the things that I was seeing from the quarterback spot. And so, like, I think – I just think this is actually going to grow and become even more of a thing uh, between Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore. And so, yeah, Riley looked spot on, and I think partly because his running mate, one of his best friends – the guy he battled and fought with was not over on the sideline calling the plays in for him, but was on the field with him. And yeah. so it's really cool to see. And and Jordan Moore buying into that role, not pouting, yeah. not being a bad teammate at all, being like, what, I can go make plays still, even though I'm not the one throwing the football, I'm catching it. And again, on the receiving end of the first touchdown, uh, touchdown receptions on Saturday from Samir Hagens and Jordan Moore for Duke football. Northwestern is next. Riley Leonard's got to find a way to bounce back, not bounce back, but build off of that performance moving forward, and we'll see how he can do that. Let's talk more about Northwestern coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. 
Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox. All right, more on Northwestern. That's Duke's opponent coming up. We mentioned they played in week zero. They traveled a really long way. They played in Ireland to open up the year. And uh, against Nebraska, a, a victory for the Wildcats. What stands out to you about that club? Well, I mean, you got Pat Fitzgerald in his 17th season as their head coach. And that's and that, that's wild to think of that he's been there that long. Right. Um, but, I mean, they've been uh, an, an oddly uh, consistent program in that for the last, what, five years, six years, it's been every other season. You know, they've <laughs> been really good. Right. Uh, and then every other season um, – in reverse, they've not yeah. been very good. And so, uh, interestingly enough, this is the season where if that stays true to form, they're going to be really good again this year. And we'll see. Uh, it's In my opinion, it's largely the same team uh, that was on the field last year. Uh, but I feel like that Coach Fitzgerald has settled in with Helensky being the starting quarterback. And Duke was on the beneficiary last year of, of Hunter Johnson being the quarterback. And so – um, or starting starting at quarterback, so it'll be it'll be a little bit different there. Ryan Olinsky looked really really good yeah, um, against Nebraska. Got to give him credit for that. But once again, I, I throw the question out there of can we learn anything from that Week One game in Ireland? Nebraska goes on and does not have a bye week last week, by the way, and they played North Dakota, not North Dakota State, but North Dakota, and they struggled. They ended up putting them away um, and beat them by 21 points, but they struggled and they did not put them away until until later in the second half. And so Nebraska could really, really be a struggling football team. And so for all we know, you know, that game in the, at the end of the day may not mean anything in the grand scheme of things. You know, once once we get into week seven, eight, nine, we may look at that and be like, yeah, Nebraska, no, that who cares? That's not a quality win. So I don't know. Uh, all I will say is this. The team that beat Northwestern last year in Durham, that Duke football team, this Duke football team is steps better. Steps, plural, better. Now, I would probably admit, and I would think that Northwestern fans would say that they too feel like they are steps better. But I can promise you Duke is better. Yeah, And so – this is going to be a very interesting thing. I think it's interesting also this game is going to start at 11 a.m. Uh, local time, uh, yep. 12 Eastern time, so 11 Central, going to be on FS1. Um, and so it's going to be a, a, a great opportunity, once again, uh, for Duke and for Coach Elko to come in and you know set the culture, um, and this is what we're going to be about. So, yeah, uh, I wish that we had more – I wish that Notre, uh, that Northwestern would have played a game this past weekend and we could have maybe seen them again. but. Who knows? Yeah, and we'll again, we'll get a more detailed breakdown of Northwestern on Friday when we've got that Locked On crossover episode with our buddies over at Locked On Northwestern. But talking about that team in particular, second straight week that Duke is going to play 
an SEC transfer quarterback, Dewan Mathis from Georgia to Temple. Ryan Helensky played for the South Carolina Gamecocks in the SEC, now quarterbacking the Northwestern Wildcats. For the Duke football team offensively, I think it's got to be just more of the same, Josh. Keep everybody involved. Make sure Riley Leonard is comfortable because it will be challenged. This is a road game. This is your first big start as the guy. It's your team, your football program. First time we're seeing Mike Elko kind of go on the road as a head coach. And for any football team, no matter the level of playing experience, there is just this bit of adjustment that takes place when you do go on the road for the first time. And that's a challenge coming Duke's way on Saturday. Yeah, I'll say speak on two things there. Number one, just the logistics of a road game. Just yeah. the flights, the the buses, the hotels, the you know what I mean, the meals, all those different types of things. It's like not only is this the first time this season that these this team collectively will experience that, this is the first time a Mike Elko coached team will be able will be able yeah. to to do this. And so he is going to be you know, figuring that out a little bit. So that'll be interesting um, to see how that works. Um, but then secondly, my question to this Duke team, and it's going to happen at some point in time, how will this Duke team respond to adversity, right? Like how will they respond when there's a tipped pass and an interception? How will they respond when the running back, you know, the guy's helmet pops that football right out and there's a fumble, like, how are we going to respond when a fluke play doesn't go our way and, you know, they score a long touchdown? Um, Let me so, ask this, Josh. How is Duke going to respond when the opponent scores? I mean, we've got to be true. realistic and realize. I mean, look, it's yeah. fun, but you got to realize and be realistic. Duke is not going to go, you know, yep. they're not going to shut out every single opponent the entire season. How in the world does this team respond when someone else scores? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it's that whole mentality of, like, if they get punched and when they get punched, how hard do they punch back and and how quickly do they punch back? And so I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You know, we're probably not going to see that the following week um, against North Carolina A&T. Um, and so we need to see it this week. You know, uh, this Northwestern game and then the Kansas game, these are the two non-conference games that are going to prepare us the best for what we face in the ACC beginning with Virginia. So uh, we we must be prepared. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, what's going to happen when that O-line breaks down inevitably at some point in time yeah. and gives up a sack or two on Riley? Like what's going to happen when Riley throws the ball and gets popped yeah. you know, by somebody? So, you know, these are all good things. Like what happened against Temple was like pie in the sky. If you could have created a scenario for Duke football, that was it. And we played well, and there was there was nothing that went wrong, other than a couple of missed field goals, other than that. Uh, but we're going to go to Northwestern, and there's they're going to create some havoc. Their O line is going to move us around a little bit. It's going to be a much more physical game, uh, and and we're going to face some adversity. And the question is, can we come out on top when we face adversity? And that's what we're going to find out Saturday. We get to find out on Saturday, like you said, taking on. Northwestern at Ryan Field there in the state of Illinois. So it's going to be a fun matchup. Again, 11 o'clock Central start, noon Eastern for Duke and Northwestern on Saturday. Let's take our final time out. When we come back, we're talking a little hoops with my buddy Josh Cox.
Thank you again for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we are moving forward on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Let's shift gears entirely and, and talk a little bit about Duke basketball. First time, look at that. If you're watching us on YouTube, how does that not motivate you? The brotherhood indeed, man. Let's talk a little Duke Coops. Uh, and this is the first time that you're going to get to speak on this. But unfortunately, we did have uh, Derek Whitehead suffer a foot fracture and he's going to be sidelined for a fall camp leading up to the start of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we were on the devil's den podcast last week and, uh, and one of the guys, I think shoe asked us, does the football team also practice by throwing cinder blocks on each other's feet? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what, go, what goes on over there on the basketball side, but man, there's some tweets and I don't have them memorized, but I've seen several tweets that have gone through since, 2000, whatever, fill in the blank. Here are all the freshmen, just the freshmen that have had some sort of foot injury, either preseason or very early on in the season. Um, and I mean, we just saw it. I mean, we, we saw AJ Griffin last year. Yeah. And granted, his injuries, you know, were tweaked a little bit at Duke, but I mean, they were coming for, in from high school for sure. But in my opinion, AJ Griffin never looked comfortable on, yeah. the, on the court last year. And so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, obviously with with Duke, you're never going to get like this is exactly what happened uh, to Derek. But uh, whatever we're doing, man, we need to figure something else out. I don't know because we're we tweak an ankle and mess a foot and break a foot about about every season. And yeah. so, uh, you know, and this should bring. Now the truth is, Derek should be back for the season opener. But the question is, he's missing important time you know, between now and that season opener, he's missing that camaraderie with his teammates. He's mentioning he's missing being on the court with a guy like Tyrese Proctor, who he's not been around all summer. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's going to be a big question mark, but Hey, if anybody can fight through this from what I've seen in his, in his high school and recruiting stuff, Derek's got a good head on his shoulders and he'll be able to fight through it. He doesn't, I don't believe have any sort of a history like a Harry Giles and AJ Griffin, et cetera, that had an injury history. I don't believe Derek does. And so maybe that's looking, uh, looking on the positive side of this. And then finally talking about Duke basketball, we mentioned guys getting a chance to now step up. You've got Tyrese Proctor and Jacob Grandison out there on the wing, Jade shoot in the mix as well, that are going to get more experience and playing time, playing time, practice time um, as fall camp gets set for, the start of the season on November 7th, but from the Tyrese Proctor angle, he's now on the team. He's reclassified opening up another scholarship in the class of 2023 and really exciting news today, Wednesday, September 7th at 5 PM Eastern TJ power is going to make his college decision. Duke is one of the five finalists. We're seeing some crystal ball projections over at two, four, seven sports that are leaning in Duke's favor and uh, this would be a really, really awesome addition to that 2023 class. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if for no other reason than the fact that UNC and UVA are also in the running, right? I mean, <laughs> half of the recruiting battle is just to stick it to your rivals. And uh, and so, you know, I think that's a good thing. I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing, JJ. I'm seeing uh, more crystal ball heading in Duke's direction. Um, you know, it's funny. We, we were like, yeah, TJ Powers is going to probably be a multi-year player. I'm going to stop saying that about these yeah. guys because – Half of them come in and they're not as good as we thought and they transfer out. The other half of them are one and dones. And we're like, man, I didn't see that coming. Like, how did that happen? Right. And um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop projecting about these guys. Uh all all I'm gonna say is TJ Power is yet another, if he if he does commit, is yet another solid high four. Uh, low five star rated. Was he a high four? I believe. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Four star rated guy. Uh, plays that four uh, position. And man, uh, the more the merrier. Bring him on because every single year we're gonna have some severe roster turnover. And the more more guys we can land, the better. And we love shooting. And TJ Power is regarded as one of the best shooters yep. out there. Period. He's also an unbelievable prized pitching prospect at the major league baseball level. So um, TJ Power, yeah, he, he, this is a high school student, basically, that we're talking about. He's got some pretty good options uh, moving forward with how he would like his life to play out. And uh, you know, on three sports, he wanted a great academic setup, yeah. wherever that be, and uh, and be developed and that sort of thing. But then, yeah, he's got this baseball dynamic, too. And he's really good there as well. And that's interesting, too, because – you know, usually basketball and baseball aren't your right. aren't your your two sports. It's like baseball and football, or maybe football and basketball. Right. Um. And so that'll be interesting to see. You know, I don't. I, there may be already things in place with this, but like, you know, just the the whole like NCAA getting involved. If he were to, I don't know what the pro to to uh, amateur looks like when you're playing multiple sports, especially. <laughs> A place like yeah. baseball, where like right. you're going to get drafted out of high school. Rules apply. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows anymore? We don't know. I have no clue. Exactly. But man, hey, how cool would it be? Let's find out. Let's figure it out. Yeah, and if exactly. there's an institution that will figure it out and will figure out any way to make sure he is productive on every possible yeah. level, it's going to be Duke. And so, you know, if that happens, crossing our fingers that it does, uh, it'll be awesome to have TJ in the program. And if somehow, some way, TJ Power, if you're listening to us right now, you know, first and foremost, later today, we need you to actually commit to Duke. It's still Correct. up in the air, uh, but uh, it, the, the commitment needs to come first, and then we can kind of worry about those other things. So I'll just say it, you know, TJ, welcome to the brotherhood, man. You, know, I'll just, <laughs> you flashed I'll just, it up earlier. Honey. I mean, I already did. So that's my, that's my pitch, you know. But. That's perfect. Josh, the time is always greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining me again on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Thanks, JJ. Go Duke, man. That's Josh Cox joining us here on the program. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And that's going to do it for another episode of today's podcast. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and good day.